0: Good evening, focus group, chiropractors, educators, parents, mostly chiropractors. But it's really interesting because a lot of times we end up learning um, because of our own things that we're interested in and or our kids. And then we are able to take that information and apply it to our patients and our understanding of what we do as chiropractors um, and oh, un- under a better understanding and more complete and a being able to take the complexity and find the simplicity um, to have a simple understanding of brain development and deflective disorders, socialization, learning, and developmental challenges. Um, but what's happening there and how we as chiropractor impact the developing brain and processing brain becomes really, really impactful in your practice and in particular in times like we're living in now. So. When You guys were interested in some questions about reading. We had some people wanting to hear more about this. We can do a lot of different lessons on this, but I was just reading last night and I was thinking this is a topic we should talk about. I want to ask those of you out there listening, I want to ask you um, if you're a good reader. I want you to ask yourself, like, do I enjoy reading? Am I a good reader? Do I have great reading comprehension? Um, now, first of all, know that depending on your um, current Uh, amount of stress and how your resilience and adaptability to that stress. Remember, when we go back to that triangle of simplicity, which is a brain-based tool you all should have, what do we know? We know the brain is not fully developed at birth. We need to move through development, this trajectory of development. We know that as we do that, we gain more sophisticated tools. Language development is one of those. And the language developmental hierarchy goes like this. Gesture, receptive, expressive, reading, writing, it's the communication hierarchy. And so we know that as we move through that brain development, we become more sophisticated, we develop more sophisticated tools. We know that the brain, um, or we know that stress of all kinds, physical, chemical, emotional, can impact the way the brain moves through development, therefore change the way, the tools that we use in which to engage and connect and learn from our world. We know that this response in the body is what actually is making those changes. The response, the adaptations, the changes that happen in the brain and the body as a result of those stressors, i.e. subluxation being one of those, alters sensory input, alters efficiency in your nervous system, alters input processing output. That is the thing that can actually have this impact on the developing brain. So understand that to answer the question or have the understanding of that, hey, normally, Right now, I was just talking to one of our, um, uh, love reading fiction during time of stress. We're going to talk about that. Um, So I was talking to my staff this week and I was like, hey, who's a reader? I just read this book and I, you know, who wants this book? And two of my staff members said, um, normally, and I know they're readers, normally I like to read, but right now, in the last few months, I, I haven't been able to really read. I don't want to read. And of course, they know why that is because of the stress level. And what that's done to them neurologically, this person who I can't see your name says they love to read in times of stress, we'll talk about that, um, but most people are going to not want to engage in visualization and in this high, this complex, taking abstract symbols, turning them into pictures in their brain, having visual tracking, using this pretty complex visual cognitive task. Um when their brain is in stress, they're going to deflect or or regress, if you will. Regress maybe isn't the best word there, but seek less efficient ways of um, getting information and finding enjoyment um, when they're in stress. So when I say, are you a good reader? Do you like to read? Understand that this may be a moving target. However, It just says Facebook user, so I don't know who's commenting here, so you can tell me your name because that's fun. Um, But uh, somebody who says, no, I really like to read. My question to you, people who like to read um, and who say they're good at reading, what is it that you do with your brain when you're reading? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you reading every single word like literally saying every single word to yourself in an auditory verbal way when you're reading? No, that's, that's not what's happening. Good readers, people that like to read and have good comprehension and especially, um, Helen. Hi. (laughs) Uh, what do you do Helen when you read, especially fiction? What do you do? How do you remember it? When you're reading and the next question to you would be, Do you read every single word? What you're going to find with most good readers or people that enjoy reading, especially as an escape, would be that they're like, yeah, I, I make the pictures, and they will say they actually don't read every word. You make a picture, and you don't read every word. So people that are good readers, that are efficient readers and have good comprehension and retention, they're actually speed reading actually, really because they're not reading every single word they're not using right they're not using their auditory verbal system to actually specifically speak every single word every word becomes a clue a visual clue that creates a picture so what you'll find with speed readers i was thinking about this i was reading last night and i was speed reading this book and what you'll do is you will find with good readers that they will have more um saccadic movement, uh, meaning eyes go forward and then back and then forward and then back because we're scanning for word clues and then if we don't get the picture and there's some sort of a wait what's the picture then it's like I go back and I sample other words until I get the picture now individuals that have poor comprehension um, and, and those of you that have taken any of the certification series, the focus certification series, and learned even the first hierarchy of development know that if we're not great um, with that visual cognitive skill set, that final skill set, when the brain becomes fully developed and efficiently functioning in a visual cognitive way, we're not going to be great at creating the imagery. So we're going to rely on other tools to process our world. Auditory verbalization may be one of those, and so we're going to... See that those individuals are going to sound things out more, are going to be slower readers, are going to actually read every word. They'll be the individuals that go, I read and I get to the end and I can't remember what I read um, because they're not creating a picture. So the retention and comprehension is poor. So that's where you can have this gap in a child who maybe has okay reading uh, speed uh, when they test them. Reading speed is okay. And this is important to look at that third and fourth grade because the demand of comprehension, they start testing comprehension and global retention and understanding of concepts, not just reading of the words. So you can have a child who is Um, hey, I can read the words, I can actually do this task, I can make my eyes move and I can tell you what the words are, but I'm not creating images, I'm not creating visual imagery, from the verbal cues, because I'm not engaging in that way, and so I get to the end, and I literally can't remember, or maybe I can sort of remember, or maybe I remember the beginning of the story or the end of the story, but I don't have this great understanding uh, or comprehension of what the story was about. People who do that aren't act, aren't typically um, people who like to read, or you might find yourself that when you are in a lot of stress, if if you're not really resilient with your visual cognition and that frontal lobe and that prefrontal cortex, you may find that you really struggle to read. In times of stress, because it's actually stressful for you to go through this visual task, and that your comprehension and your retention is down, you are probably also a person who exhibits some anxiety, more anxiety behaviors, and um, memory challenges in time of stress. In times of stress, when we look at that developmental or, or neurological profile, so something really important to remember as it pertains to kids is that we have to look at not just speed of reading, but what is happening when a child is reading, right? Are they visualizing? Are they just putting a lot of eggs in the phonics sounding it out basket, but the sounding it out is not giving them the visual clue? That's a problem. Um, A really great way to assess this would be, I love to tell people to take like a a whiteboard and with spelling words, um, you can, you know, put, the spelling words on on the board and you can put the different letters. So if you had like cat, for example, C-A-T, maybe you do the C in a blue and you do the A in a red and the T in a black. And then not only ask the child to look at it and then look away or turn their back and spell the word. You want to spell the word. You want to spell the word backwards. You want to spell it inside out starting with A going to the left first and then to the right. So A-C-T then you build to, to longer words. But then you want to ask them because we can still get away with that in a non-visual way that looks like the child is doing something visual. But if they're, but if they're not, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can still kind of get away with that. Not like they're being sneaky, just that they're trying to find ways to do the task, but they're not doing it the most efficient way. You also want to ask them, what were the colors of the letters? What was the T? Oh, the T was black right? And so you want to know, are they visualizing the word or are they memorizing in an auditory verbal way? Um, There's some things that if you have a a reader who's having trouble, they have the speed, but they're having trouble with comprehension. There's some things, some activities that we can have them do, which I would be happy to share if you guys are interested in this topic. Um, The way to use this in your practice is one understanding, right? It's understanding that you know this skill of reading, comprehension, memory, retention. Um, This is a window into how a child is using their brain or how an adult is using their brain. And, And the question isn't just can you do the task, but what are you doing when you do that task? And that gives us a window into where a child is in development And then we can help them understand that in order to have healthy, typical development, we need to make sure that the brain is not in this state of fight or flight, not in the state of, of, you know, uh, uh, needing to needing to be in the survival more in the brainstem, um, which is not as conducive to moving through this healthy trajectory of development. And what we do is we help improve resilience to stress. We need to reduce stressors. We improve resilience to stress, adaptability to stress, improve input processing output. Remember, what is one of the, if you look at the learning disabilities of America, just look at their, their definition. One of the parts of the definition is there's a problem in one or more of the areas. Input processing, Memory, retention, and output, a learning disability has one has it has a challenge in one or more of those categories: input, processing, retention, memory, and output. Well, what else does that sound like? So we're talking about, hey, we're interested in chiropractic in understanding how a child and anybody is receiving input through their nervous system, processing it, what are they doing with it, and what is the output? How efficient is that system? Reading challenges, comprehension challenges, is a window into how a child is using their brain and inefficiency in that system. We, of course, should be the foundation of this team because we deal with the very foundation of how the nervous system learns, functions, adapts, We have to be the foundation, but we have to be able to understand what these clues tell us. Hey, your child's having some reading challenges. They were doing okay, but now they're having comprehension challenges. Um, What does that tell us? What is that telling us about the brain? Now, if you're interested in your own children... Hopefully, or yourself, this gives you some insight. Let me know. I know this isn't this. This really is chiropractic related, but I um I wanted to make sure to give you guys some uh, some of this stuff that some of you are requesting. Um, but I recognize that this is not the academic group um, for educators. We have a path for educators, but I but this stuff's really important. It's important for us to be able to bridge these professions together to make the case on why we need to be a part of the team. It's not about us or them. Right, Larissa? We have our educator in here. It's about working together. Um, And I will do another live, Um, Larissa, either in Elite Access or if this group is interested on things that we can do and games we can specifically play or homework we can specifically give to suggestions for parents about how to work towards reading comprehension and visual cognitive skills um, and work towards reading and writing um, if we're not there yet. So if you guys want more of that, say, I want more of that. Um, in here. If you're like not so interested in it, then your silence will tell me and I'll do it in a different group. But I'm here to help you guys learn how to understand how to lead with brain development to make the case for chiropractic. And you guys, people are out there in other professions. They get it. They want it. We just have to be able to communicate it. Be well.